When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Our goal for next year, I got news for you, it won't change. And it'll never change. We're going to chase that Super Bowl. We're going we're gonna to chase it until we get it. And then we'll chase it after that again. But that's it. People want to criticize us. Then you go ahead, but you really got no right. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, it's pick time, baby. Football Friday. And if you've come for the picks, you are a smart person because we are killing it. Marco, 24 and 11. Last week, you went 3 and 2. I went four and one. I am now twenty-one and fourteen. Fliegelman, unfortunately, is just embarrassing us. He's one and four last week. He's now fourteen and twenty and one. Fourteen, twenty, and one. But still, I mean, Marco, that's not bad. I'm twenty-one and fourteen, and still three games behind you. That's uh, right, twenty-four and eleven, yeah, and I got you a, clipping at my heels. That's that's, that's, that's nonsense. Pretty that's pretty good. Pretty 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 good. All it's right, well, let's let's try and get through it as quickly as possible because if I don't hear Abba. Uh, in the next 10 minutes, I'm going to be very upset. I, I need to get to ABBA. I'm, I'm just dying to get to it, so please, let's go. All right. Which, four- by the way, I hit that parlay again last week, the second time for this season already. We're in week eight, and twice I have hit the take-a-chance parlay of, of three underdogs with Pittsburgh, New York, and Atlanta last week. Well, I won't get in. We, we should have some sort of bonus. I mean, you hit it twice, you should get credit for that. So well, you should be something. I get to just throw it in something. your face, I suppose. I yeah. mean, that's not much. I 24 and 11. I didn't throw much. That's a good point. Um, four, all right, four games plus the local. Four we'll do games that. plus the local. Before we do the ABBA stuff. So, all right, so four games. I've been good this year, obviously. Haven't laid a lot of points. Little different spin this week. Uh-huh. I'm going to start with the Cowboys laying the six and a half against the Rams. I feel like as much as the Rams have played pretty well and all that, their defense for the Cowboys, going after Matthew Stafford, who is still a statue. I know he like gets the ball out quick. I could see Micah Parsons causing all kinds of havoc. I know the Cowboys didn't play all that well against the Chargers. They've had some issues. They're good against middling teams, and I feel like the Rams are in that category. And I do like the fact that the Cowboys, it's not a full touchdown. I feel like that that's an easy win for them, but I do think they win going away. Lay the six and a half with the Cowboys against the Rams. Game two, Dolphins laying nine and a half against the Patriots. You got the Pats and the improbable, ridiculous win over the Bills, which I did not see coming because Buffalo, I've been able to get right apparently all year. I had that game wrong last week. Miami coming off the loss. I feel like this is a game to flex their muscles a little bit, and everybody in that division loves to take it out on the Patriots. And as much as you want to say, well, Bill Belichick, you know, keep it closer to who the hell is going to run around and keep up with the Dolphins when they're playing against, again, a team that's not very good? A good team, like the Eagles, you can see it with the Dolphins, not the Patriots, and they'll try to run that score up, lay the 9.5. Chargers lay an 8.5 against the Bears. The Chargers are funky. They're a weird team because when they're expected to you know, maybe pull some damage like last week, uh, it didn't really work. This is kind of a good spot for them to get right. They're going to be in it this season. Whether or not they make the playoffs is a different category. This is a perfect opportunity for them to get a win. Plus, you're facing a Bears team that's feeling themselves way too much over a game against the Raiders who were all beat up and whatever. I mean, not taking anything away from Badgett, but I feel like let's calm down. you got to win for the first time in 75 years. Slow down a little bit. I do like the Chargers and Herbert to put up a lot of points. That'll be tough for the Bears to match on the other side, so I'm laying the 8.5. The last game that's non-local, it's only a point, so it goes against my theme, but I can't help it. The Saints uh, laying just a point on the road against the Colts. I feel like New Orleans has been so bad the last couple of weeks, and they're another team. 
Anybody in the South going to really run away with that division? No. They're all going to be bunched up. They're all going to be right on top of each other. It's going to be ugly as hell, and they're going to wind up winning it with nine or ten wins, whatever it is, and every team is going to be within a game of each other down the stretch. The Saints need to get right. They need to get back on the winning track. Good spot for a Colts team that, again, they're not bad. They put up a hell of a fight against the Browns last week, but let's not be nuts. Let's not think Gardner Minshew is going to all of a sudden reinvent things. I do like the Saints in this spot just to win the game, which is what you need laying a point. The local game, leave it for this. I think I'm a little crazy here. I think this is both teams in a slugfest, both teams trying to establish the run, meeting a brick wall. This is almost going to be a replay against the the Giants-Washington game. Both teams that struggle to score, both teams predicated on their defense. I think Wink Martindale, like you saw in the Washington game, he doesn't fear Zach Wilson, and he's going to try to throw every exotic blitz that he can to see if he can get him to make a mistake. A sack fumble, a pick six, whatever it is, because he knows the offense is going to be offensively challenged, and he doesn't believe that Zach Wilson could beat him over the top. The Jets are going to be smart enough, which is what they've done with Zach Wilson, to try to run the ball, which is what everybody's done against the Giants. So Wink Martindale will also have the idea of, got to run blitz, got to run blitz. So this is just going to be a brick wall of garbage because the Giants offensively stink and the Jet defense is good. Mm -hmm. And they're going to do it with the front four because the Giant offensive line, I don't expect Andrew Thomas to play. I expect Tyrod Taylor to still be out there. I don't know when we see Daniel Jones. I highly doubt it Sunday. I don't so, know if it's going to be next week either. I, I don't. I don't know if we see Dalen Jones. Honestly, I'm, I'm starting to get nervous. That that neck injury is very similar to what we heard two years ago. It sounds exactly and as the much same. as they keep telling us it's a different injury. That yeah. makes it worse because you're just waiting to be cleared well, for contact, and we're now working on. Well, that's the who issue. Knows? That's the issue. Every day, I'm good. I'm lifting. I feel great. No, I'm something's just not, wrong. I'm just not allowed to play. Yeah, so. something's not right there. Yeah, I highly right. doubt that we're going to hear today. I mean, you want to hear it, but yeah. I doubt that all of a sudden on well, Saturday, you know what? He's good. Yeah, he hasn't I, practiced. No, no way. Taylor's so, playing. I'm assuming Tyrod Taylor's there. I'm assuming the Giants, again, will try to do what they do. They'll try to run the football with Saquon Barkley. They'll meet resistance. They'll try to – Tyrod Taylor's showing you Jalen Hyatt. They're going to try to take a shot here and there. This is ugly. And because it's ugly, I think it does favor the Giants a little bit because I think the Jets are a little too overconfident right now. I think they feel like they found something that you know was unlocked. They've opened up Pandora's box. Right. Slow down. Slow down. Sure. You're not that good. And you really, what did you find? You found that teams didn't take you as seriously as they probably should. You played good defense, and you got lucky that the Eagles didn't take the breaks that you tried to give them. Let's be fair. I think the Jets are better than the Giants, but I like the Giants in a weird gut way to win this game. So give me the Giants plus the three against the Jets. Okay, uh, I'll do it quickly then. I already uh, told the people, but I'll give uh, the Giant one later. I'm actually opposite of you. I'm taking a lot of dogs here. Excuse me, I'm still coughing. Um, first game, I'm going to take Washington plus seven home against the Eagles. And I like to look at schedules ahead, too. That's a big theme of mine. They got the Cowboys and the Chiefs coming up the next couple of weeks. They just had that great performance against uh, Miami. Washington played them tough the first time. Sometimes matchups, like, you could look at this game and go, oh, they're not going to look past Washington because the game was so close last time. They're aware. I think sometimes the games can be close for a reason. I like the matchup here. I think they're pissed off coming off a loss against the Giants. You could see it bubble over in the postgame. I think they're annoyed. I think they know they play the, the Eagles pretty well. Eagles are in that spot where they're just coming off a big game. They've got the Cowboys and the Chiefs ahead of them. I just think catching a full touchdown at home for the Washington uh, Commanders I'll take against the Eagles. The other one... I have to do it. I, I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. I'm going to take Denver plus seven and a half at home against Kansas City. 
Kansas City, I've been beat by it twice now, but I keep saying that historically they do not cover this number against divisional opponents. They just don't. I don't love Denver, but Kansas City, same thing. Something is still not quite right. They've played better. They've won every game except week one against the Lions, but I still don't love the way the offense has played. Denver's looked a little bit better, and they have the Dolphins and Eagles coming up next, Kansas City. I, I mean, I, they'll win this game. They always win this game, but I just think it's going to be within a touchdown. So give me Denver plus 7.5 at home. And now this is the first time I'm dipping into the idea of trying to be a smart gambler and just looking at a line and saying, I don't think this is going to happen at all, but the line seems completely ridiculous to me, so I'm going to try and be a smart guy. I'm going to take Green Bay plus one and a half. Why? Green Bay opened on Tuesday as the favorite in this game against Minnesota after Minnesota beat San Francisco, and the quarterback, Kirk Cousins, pitched a perfect game. He was incredible. They lose to the Broncos, and at home they open up as the favorite, and now they've been bet to one and plus one and a half. I don't know why this number is the way it is. Someone somewhere must know something. The line just is completely fishy to me. I don't understand it. So I'm going to go with it and try and be the smart gambler because I, I, everything in my head says the, the Minnesota is a better team. They've won three out of the last four. They just beat the Niners. They're playing much better. Why is this only plus one and a half? So I'm going to take it. Green Bay plus one and a half. The one fa- the one um, favorite I'm going to go with is Detroit Monday night against the Raiders minus seven and a half. I just think coming off getting absolutely embarrassed, they got embarrassed. They couldn't stop uh, Baltimore to save their lives. It was touchdown, touchdown. If they played another ten minutes, they could have given up another thirty points. Like they just could not stop them. It was that just a terrible spot for them. This coach is going to be on them. Campbell is going to be on them all week long. They're at home where they play much, much better. Goff in this offense, I know Jimmy G, it looks like and sounds like he's going to be back and playing for the Raiders. I don't care. It's not about that. I think they're going to put up a ton of points. I think they win this game. You know, They could win this game 40-21 to 21 if Jimmy plays well. I just think they're going to score a ton of points at home against the Raiders coming off that embarrassing performance. So give me Detroit minus 7.5. And, and then I talked about it in the opening of the show. We're up against the break. I think the Giants are going to win this football game. The three things that scare me for the Jets. I mean, we talked Wink Martindale and his defense has been much, much better. The linebackers have been much, much better. Uh, the defensive backs, the young defensive back in Banks has been incredible to, to start his, his rookie campaign. Like, I just like the way the defense is transitioning. I don't like, I don't know if I trust the coach. I certainly don't trust the quarterback. And I don't trust the Jets dealing with any kind of positivity. I mean, they are coming off beating the Eagles. They've had a full two weeks to pat themselves on the back about beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Now they've got guys who want trades, quarterback, you know, is he, should he been around the building? I mean, that's kind of a nonsense story, but it's around. Like, I just think, but at the same time, like the idea of same old Jets, how do they deal with the prosperity of saving their season, galvanizing from losing Aaron Rodgers after four snaps, everybody telling them what a great job it's been just to get back to three and three. Now they're playing a team they should win. They're coming off this Eagle victory. Everything seems great in Jetland, and it's just the spot where they lay a freaking egg. So I'm going to go with the Giants plus three. So Giants plus three, Washington plus seven. Denver plus seven and a half, Detroit minus seven and a half, and Green Bay plus one and a half because I can't understand it, and I get I I'm I'm afraid of things I can't understand. Four o'clock, McMonagle here with you on this Friday morning. We'll come back with my favorite part of the week. It's a little thing we like to call the take a chance parlay. It's where we take three underdogs and parlay them all together. 
And I've hit it twice, and I think it's mainly because of ABBA. So prepare yourself. Whatever you're doing, stop. Tell your friends. Wake people up. When we get done with the update, you are going to hear one of the masterpieces music has ever been provided to our great people as a race, the human race. 877-337-6666. I need to stop talking and let Marco do an update because I'm, I'm losing it. Great moments are born from great opportunity. If you change your mind, on the first thing in line, on the answer take a chance on me. Agree. I gotta take out these clips. No one cares. Just play the song. Greed is right. It's about to kick in, Marco. Wait, wait for it. Just do it. Make your dreams come true. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Oh, let's take a chance, Marco. All right. It's the Take a Chance Parlay. Namely, it's an excuse to play ABBA. And you don't really need one. But I use it. All right, let's go. Three teams. All underdogs, you have to have at least one, uh, three or better, but I'm feeling frisky because I've been successful with it, so I'm going to really go out on the island here. So that means you're starting, or you want me to do it? No, you go go first. All right, right, so I'll give you, I'm not going to belabor the Giants with the plus three on the Jets. We did that already. I'm going to put them in here. I might as well, right? The other two games... Give me the Panthers to get their first win of the season against the Look Texans. At you. Okay. They've scored more points. Their offenses look, I don't know, functional. And I think the Texans have played over their heads. Might be a spot for a little bit of a letdown. Panthers going to get a win at some point. Here you go. It happens on Sunday. The other game, this one is just, um, and we're doing the take a chance. We're going to take the, the vibe from ABBA. Yes. Give me the Cardinals, plus nine and a half against the Ravens. Okay. I see Baltimore laying an egg at some point. I see the Cardinals, they're not that good. And they haven't been able to play the way they did earlier in the season. They've gotten further away from that. Mm -hmm. But the whole point of this is take a chance, right? And there's going to be a spot where the the Ravens lay an egg off the dominant performance. They go on the road to Arizona, and you look at the Cardinals, and you're like, there's no way they win this game, right? Right. That's why I'm taking it. Give me the Cardinals. I like it. All right, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. At home, getting two and a half points against the Jacks, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, this is strictly just a, a Pittsburgh and Tomlin. Tomlin as a home dog is like eighteen and six money line. Like he is just a, a he is unbelievable home dog. I love Pittsburgh in this spot, getting two and a half points. Um, I, I think the Jaguars have been playing better, but I, I don't necessarily trust them. And Pittsburgh finds a way to win this game. Uh, you know, they get after the the quarterback. Jacksonville's offensive line is kind of ah. Eh. So I just take a chance with Pittsburgh at home, especially as the dog. I just love them in that spot. I already told you about Washington, so I'm going to take Washington at plus seven um, or plus two fifty. I know you get very upset. I'm just that's the underdog. Well, no, it's just They're to say that we right. are picking it for the outright win. We just are. to remember that when we're we saying are. these numbers, it's so I'm you just, know what I'm, the line is. Right. I'm trying to tell you how far of an underdog they are. Right. But they're plus right. two fifty. Uh, in the game. I just like the matchup, and I think the Eagles coming off a great win and looking ahead to Cowboys and Chiefs the next two weeks. I think it's a spot where Washington got embarrassed last week. I think they're going to be looking uh, to make a statement, and I like the matchup. They just they played to overtime uh, the last time they played. I just have a weird feeling about it. 
And then I'm going to take the Bengals against the 49ers. I hate the idea that the mm-hmm. 49ers lose again, but obviously it's going to be. Pro- I, it's, I, I think it's been announced that Sam Darnold. It's going to be Sam Darnold playing in the game. Uh, not that that kills me. I, I still think Sam is a capable quarterback. I mean, Purdy's the last pick in the draft, and we're going to find out about him uh, over the course of his career. But he he looks like he's perfect for that system. I'll see if Sam is. This is more about just the Bengals for me. I. If the Bengals are right and Burrow is back, I trust them. And in a big spot like this and dealing with the injuries that the 49ers are dealing with and they haven't looked just right, I just I, I just like the spot here catching uh, plus 160. They're four-and-a-half-point underdog in the game, plus 160. So I'll take the Bengals on the road against the Niners. I'll take Pittsburgh at home against Jacksonville and the Commanders at home against Philadelphia. Now, that's really taking a chance. Now, will I throw this out there, too? Not only the 24-11 and 11 record. Yes. And I'm sure a lot of people are like, how the hell are you taking the Cardinals? Can I just mention that I did have the Browns in the outright upset with P.J. Walker? That I is knew true. that P.J. Walker was playing that game. So it's not, oh, you had Deshaun Watson thinking they were going to beat the 49. No, no, no. no, no. I knew P.J. Walker was starting. Yeah. Still picked the Browns. So sometimes the gut, it's a big gut. Sometimes it's right. Let's yeah, see but, if it if serves again. Yeah, but you got to be right in all three. Otherwise, I am aware of that. But I'm also points. taking a. Um, I mean, who's taking the Cardinals in this game on the money line? I'm oh, nobody. Right. Well, it's the, it's the take a chance parlay. I'm aware of what it is. That's no, but I'm, I mean, I, my point is, is yeah, no, I, I'm. I wouldn't normally. I'm not going to put a lot of money on any of these three teams I'm picking. But you also I, said it's got to be at least three points in the spread because no, we were supposedly going too conservative. I haven't been going conservative, no, I, oh, so I'm okay. just la- I'm just drawing it out there. But I'm just saying you're taking bows for. Losing parlays. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm so just saying. Now we're going to do that. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just uh, saying. Uh, you're right. You, you, you can, were right about the Cleveland game. A hundred percent. You 100 percent were. Uh, now you know. Hopefully, you're right about this. Uh, I listen. I'm oh, just. I, hey, I wish nothing but the best. Twenty-four for you. and eleven. All right. I, I mean, oh, you're I, doing I mean, a great job. I mean, you're bringing a lot to the table. I'm very pleased. That's with what your, I do. I'm very pleased with your contributions to the picks, and, and I also love the idea that you hate the song. That's my favorite part of this. That was trying to put me in my place. Update guy, go home. Is that was that what does that what we're throwing? No, no, you sure? I don't think so. Okay, no, you hate the Ab- you hate the Abba. Song. Oh, I know I, I love, hate the Abba. I'm I love that, that you hate Abba. Okay, because I don't understand how anyone could hate Abba. It's a total feel good song. It doesn't have to be your favorite, but I mean, you can't hear that song and go, "Oh my god, turn no, it off." I don't like it. I don't like the fact that it gets stuck in your head, and I hate the fact that not only did you have to play it on loop, it felt like for three <laughs> weeks to put that piece together because That's I can't a- believe it took you that long to do it, yeah. and. <laughs> On Sunday, when I have to look through the games and see, am I getting the parlay right? Did I get to take a chance? Ever boom, and I got Abba stuck in my head for yeah, the rest of the day because you don't hear any music because you're watching football all day. So I'm watching football in the four o'clock window, and I hear Abba in my head, and well, it makes me crazy. I'm sorry, to it makes tell me you. crazy. Well, I think that's, that's your fault. I, well, I think it speaks to the brilliance of Abba. They can get. It's not easy to write tunes that get in people's head. That's what's great. I'm a big Paul McCartney guy. I think you could argue his greatest thing is his uh, ability to develop melody. Of all his talents. Overrated. Oh, no. Don't you dare. Not Paul McCartney. You could say the Beatles, and I'll let you walk out the room. You can't call Paul McCartney specifically overrated. The man is one of the greatest singers in rock and history, one of the great bass players in rock history, and one of the greatest songwriters to ever live. So why don't you stop it? Here we go. Why don't you just stop it? Why don't you just stop it? Why don't you do a show? This is my show. Yeah, go do a show. Go do a show. Paul McCartney overrated. Okay, why don't you get out of here? Why don't you go prepare for your 5 o'clock? Not like it's done already. <laughs> All right, thank you. I appreciate it. 24 and 11. He's not kidding. He is 24 and 11. It's hard to argue with that. He's dominating.